In a land of internet outages and a time of harsh reality, the destiny of a mediocre podcast rests on the shoulders of three dudes. Its name, Four Seasons and a Funeral. Today we're talking about Season 1, Episode 11 of Merlin, The Labyrinth of Gedreef. My name is Charlie, and joining me today are David and Nick. Hi, I'm David. Hi, I'm Nick. It's 10 a.m. on a Saturday. Why? It's too early. It's Yay. too early. My brain no work yet. I literally got out of bed like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> I was, Wasn't it great? I was downstairs at my computer, 10 to 10, looking at Discord going, hmm, Nick is away and David is offline. Okay. I, uh, I definitely wouldn't have been here unless my parents came up to tell me they were going for a walk at 9.55 and I went, fuck, it's 9.55. <laughs> Shit. I was fully unconscious. <laughs> yeah, I definitely like logged on to my computer this morning and the first thing that I was expecting to do was to join this join this call and oh man, my, my mouse did not have batteries so I got shamed. And this is why I don't use anything wireless for a desktop setup. Always uh, wired. I listen, I love wires. They get everywhere, but you don't gotta worry about shit. You if just the plug computer, the wire in and it if, works. If the computer don't have to move, my keyboard don't have to move. Exactamundo. Keyboard sometimes have to move. Yeah, but like when not really. how often does your keyboard move? Um, well, it moves between two computers pretty frequently. Oh. Buy a second keyboard, yeah, you weirdo. Yeah, get two keyboards. <laughs> no. No. Start a display for all your mechanical keyboards. No. Step one, no. get really into mechanical keyboards. Step two, spend all your money on mechanical keyboards. Step two, spend over $300 on a wireless mechanical keyboard. That's Step it. Step three, buy a USB switcher and plug it into both computers. <laughs> That is what I currently have. Is I just have a USB. I just have a USB pass through. Oh, exactly. My girlfriend's computer setup is fun, where there is one HDMI switch for a monitor and a USB switch for mouse and keyboard. Because before she was unplugging stuff out of the back of the tower, plugging it into her work laptop. Oh, uh, no, beautiful! We're not doing this no. anymore. Uh. Uh, I'm proud that that computer is still still somehow alive. It's I don't not. know how. It is currently sitting on the bar. Ah. It has she officially has, died? She has my old one, pretty much. Nice. Like, save for graphics card, I think everything else in the one we got from you is just sitting on the bar waiting for death. Oh, okay. Or, or to become a server. as, like, a media server, yeah. Yeah, media server. That, that that is what that computer should be used for. Is a media <laughs> server, dedicated Minecraft server. There you go. Be great. Oh, how's everyone been? What's what, David? What have you been up to? Um, what we recorded so soon. Like what? what we I know, and so many things happened. Are nothing, you telling me you didn't crazy. go out and riot? Yeah, nothing <laughs> crazy happened at work. Um, no, not for me. <laughs> I guess lighter workload than usual because no one was giving you anything. Listen, I work at a non-consumer facing department. <laughs> Everything I wa work on is internal and uh, the bank's internal like <laughs> internet isn't on Rogers. So <laughs> I was fine. <laughs> hey, for those Americans confused, Rogers sell um and internet networks went down for 
about, I think, 18 hours yesterday. Um, and so no one could make credit card purchases. No one could make debit purchases. Uh, longer for some people as well. Yeah, yep. I think some people still don't have internet or cell service. But yeah, um, I, a lot of people in Canada kind of got a pseudo half day yesterday because they just could not do any work. What was crazy to me is that Interact went down as well in general. Like This is... Well, this is the scary part where you're like, oh, ha ha, can't work from home today. And then Ottawa police and like Peterborough police tweet out being like, hey, uh, 911 services are affected by this outage. Uh, try calling off a landline, landline or using a different cell provider. And you're like, how is it that a private entity uh, can cripple government work? This is why um, internet in shouldn't degree. be private. God, yeah. help. Like... God damn it! It should be a public we need, utility. We need at least a public. We need at least a public option, if not having it be public. It does. Like, it makes zero sense. Anything where the government is reliant on it should be a public entity. Like, uh, it's um. If not so, just for the the facts of transparency alone. So has this have have they come out with an explanation as to why this no, happened yet? And, I'm assuming they that they're just going. They're, they're not beholden to anyone. Well, so I'm assuming if they do have to say something, they're just going to say that it was like an internal update that went wrong. But also, like, if this was like actually a cyber attack, they will never tell anyone. Like, um, so this... two two different people, uh, one cybersecurity firm um, said this doesn't look like a cybersecurity attack. Cloudflare said doesn't look like a cybersecurity attack. Um, okay. Both agencies saying probably some internal error. And then I think a Rogers senior VP said, we are unsure how our multiple layers of redundancy failed us, allowing the situation to occur. No, so yeah. a cybersecurity attack, because all it was was an outage, like especially just for one provider, like a cybersecurity account attack's got to be something more than that. Yeah. Like, and also attack more pretty... than just one provider at a time. Like, yeah, it, it was a pretty weird big if it was outage. only Rogers. Yeah, it was a pretty big outage. It was like Canada's internet use dropped 25% yesterday, which is a wild metric. <laughs> Unfortunately, 25% of people amount. deal with Rogers in some direct or indirect way, and I'm sorry about that. I mean, we only have like three options. <laughs> like, two, We only have really. two options. It's Rogers we only actually have two options. Yeah. like Anything it's... else uses them as a cable vendor. <laughs> Yeah, like, I, do you think that do you think that I had Rogers at the as my internet? No. <laughs> Does Rogers provide the internet to the provider that I have? Yes. Just therefore, make it I was public. Fucked. Jesus Christ! The worst thing is, is the second there were government like um, subsidies, subsidies or gov not even subsidies. Like the second there were gov government um, services that you can only access via the internet, internet should have become a public utility. Oh, yeah, like, service had issues where it's like, hey, sorry, you can't, like, renew your driver's license or anything today. Yeah, like, the second that there are government services that rely on the internet, it needs to be more reliable, and it needs to be, like, not as controlled as, by a private institution. Uh, no, as soon as there's health services, because hospital booking had an issue yesterday, too. Toronto Absolutely hospitals couldn't process insane. new bookings. It's like... like if the fucking, like, electricity was privatized and, like, it's like, oh, sorry, no electricity today, hospital people are going to die. It's like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, 
David, I have bad news to tell you about Ontario electricity production. I know. Listen, <laughs> someone needs to go and do something about that. And that's all David, I'm going to no. say about that. In, David, no. In, in perhaps, uh, what, like three months? Uh, <laughs> Would you say that is an ideal time to, to do something about it, David? It's just greed. Privatized utilities are just greed. Public utilities yes. are one of the only like things government does somewhat right, and it's crazy to me that people want to get rid of it. <laughs> like, David, it's like, the same reason why people, people want to get rid of like government, like get rid of like um, public health care. It's like, oh look, we we think that someone could do this better. Well, it's we not even that. It's could. it's people it's... always go like or like for public transportation where they're like, look, the Toronto transportation system cost this mil- much million dollars this year. They didn't. They weren't profitable at all. And it's like they're not supposed to be. They're a service. <laughs> like Their whole, we are the paying... whole point. The whole point is that they're cheap and we pay for it in our taxes. Like it's not yeah. supposed to be profitable. The the whole point the whole point isn't for them to increase ridership to the point that they become profitable. Um the point is to provide a service at a price point that people can use. Yes. Yeah. It's same or thing with public utilities. Like they're not supposed yeah. to be profitable. Like, they're supposed to be a service and, that is and, good like, for what the I'm gonna, people. What I'm gonna, what I'm going to say is the TTC sucks. I hate it. But you know what? It exists. And if I don't want to drive a car or park somewhere or do shit like that, it'll get me there and the, I will hate it. But it's fine. The, and that's what it needs thing, to do. Also to note is the TTC runs better than any private entity would ever run public transportation at that scale for that cost. The only way the TTC is made better is if ridership <clears throat> drops a ton because fees go up. It's like it's ridiculous. I absolutely hate people who try to treat government like a business because government is not supposed to be a business. Government is not supposed to be profitable. Like money is not supposed to come into account for government. It is government is supposed to help people, and that is not a metric that you can put on a fucking graph. Well, what are you, some kind of socialist? Say yes. I love socialists. It's just. Government and capitalism are fun- like I feel are fundamentally not compatible. Opposed. <laughs> like <laughs> the idea of a government that is capitalist does make zero sense. <laughs> and then uh, did you see California announced they're going to start insulin production and sell it at cost? Yes, excellent. Do shit hey. like that. Good job Cause, California. Cuz you know what, you know what that's also going to do? It's going to force any pharmaceutical company selling insulin in California to match that price or else why would they produce insulin in california anymore well the answer is they just won't yeah the answer is they won't produce insulin (laughs) they won't sell insulin to california yeah california's gonna just do it themselves and all yeah they'll they'll be like all right we call your bluff we're no longer going to produce insulin hopefully you produce enough for all your people plus all the people who are going to come in to try and buy it which is like, also that, that's such they, a huge market they'll drop down to match. I know they have the rest. This mm. it 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 behooves them more to watch people die and to lose a little bit of money to scare California out from doing that and to scare the other states from never attempting that. 
Because at the end of the day, people like people on the borders to California are also going to come in and try yeah. and buy this, right? And then if like another they, state like, also does that, that's more lost profit for the companies. It makes more sense for them to fully pull out and do a scare tactic to try and get them to pull out, like to stop or, immediately. Or um, just to immediately start smearing the um, oh, yeah. public-made well, They're going to um, do both. Insulin. They're going to stop selling insulin there and then start putting like fake news stories of people dying to the public insulin. <laughs> Public insulin insulin causes autism, didn't you know? Government like, insulin is- full of additives and GMOs. <laughs> and um, tracking chips. They secretly put the COVID vaccine in the government insulin. Oh, I hate that. Anyways, sh- shall we get into something slightly less, you know, sad? Like Yes, let's go on to the murder unicorns. of a unicorn. <laughs> Listen, fucking unicorns. They're like one of my least favorite creatures in mythology. <laughs> what about a binocorn? Binocorns are better. Unicorns are weird perverts. That's just my <laughs> comment. For yeah, some okay. reason, yeah. they're only into virgin f- women. And it's like, really? Really? For unicorn? <laughs> That's kind of weird. It's a, little, it's a little weird that this is where you go with this. <laughs> it's kind of weird that you can smell the virginity of women and you choose to hang around them. <laughs> and the unicorn goes, what? It's a preference, not a fetish. <laughs> uh, the TV guide for this episode reads, Arthur slays a unicorn, causing a curse to befall Camelot that destroys the grain crops and dries up its water reserves. In order to reverse the curse, the young prince must prove his worth in a series of tests. And Hora, Frank Finlay. Wait, that was Frank Finlay? I guess. Damn. <coughs> so this is another episode that just starts in, in media res, eh? Just hunting a unicorn <laughs> yeah. just right away. No lead up. We're in some random forest and we're going to kill a unicorn. Let's go, let's go hunt some shit. They don't know they're going to go kill a unicorn yet. No, they're just out hunting shit. That's, which begs the question, like, like Arthur shoots it and then goes, "Oh, sweet, a unicorn!" Like, were you just hunting a wild horse? Yeah, did you? Yes. Think it was fucked up, horse? my guy. They you were they were after deer. They were after deer, and then it, that thing wasn't a deer, but it looked pretty fucking sweet to kill. Let's let's kill it. All right, maybe. <laughs> yeah, uh, but they're, they're out hunting, and uh, Arthur uses Merlin as bait. And Merlin's like, oh, shit, a unicorn. And the unicorn's like, oh, I smell a virgin. <laughs> and Merlin's like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why you got to be like that immediately? <laughs> Is not cool, Merlin's not cool. Merlin's definitely a virgin, right? Oh, At 100%. Point, I don't think Arthur would be. <laughs> like, uh, I Okay, so. Uh, he's it, the fucking crown prince of the kingdom. Well, There's I guess gotta I was, be people lining I'm, up trying I'm, to bang him, right? Well, like, are we sure? Are we sure that he hasn't already had sex with that one girl who put him oh, under right. her spell, right? Mm, yeah, but I also point. don't think like, that was his first time either. I think just Arthur fucks, like, is what I'm saying. Are we? Are we gonna say uh, yes. canonically Arthur, that the, 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 Arthur has fourteen-year-old in this? Fourteen-year-old in the medieval times—that's like middle-aged. <laughs> yeah, you're you're an adult with three kids by that point if you're doing it right. Cursed. Like, come on. We, uh, there's no way he hasn't fucked. But yeah, they they kill the unicorn and bring the horn back to Uther. And Uther's like, wow, this is fucking awesome. Isn't this awesome, Gaius? And Gaius is like, you're going to have us all killed because that's a curse. <laughs> you cursed Gaius, us. Gaius fully looks at the horn and is like, what the fuck? 
But like, oh, I don't. No. Oh, this is the no. thing I don't understand. Oh, no. Is like again, magic 100 percent exists. You killed a fucking literal unicorn. Like you know, magic exists. Gaius goes, "Hey, you know how we've been running into all these legends and curses recently? Well, I heard of one that says if you kill a unicorn, fucked up shit happens." And Uther goes, "Ah, eh, it's not real. That's not gonna happen." <laughs> Despite knowing that curses do exist in this universe, (laughs) and magic does exist, and weird magical creatures, like fairies and shit, do exist. Like, some of... Other other politicians have proven Uther is acting exactly as a politician would. Oh my god. (laughs) It's told by a lot of people, hey, um, bad shit happens if you do this, and they go, really? But it's so cool. Look at this thing. Bad shit won't happen to me. It'll happen to the people. I will survive this just fine. And I get a sweet-ass unicorn horn out of it. It's an aphrodisiac. I powder it and snort it. (laughs) Are unicorn horns just cocaine? I hope so. Be be pretty great. That would explain why (laughs) they're so crazy. Why everyone's so, so, (laughs) so down to hunt unicorn horns. But yeah. But lo and behold, uh, the, the next night, all the crops had died. Every single piece of corn and grain in the entire kingdom has suspiciously, one would almost say magically, died overnight. Uh, but hey, totally not a curse. Yep, no curse here. It's just some Could... sorcerer attacking the kingdom for whatever reason. I mean, they have plenty well, of no. reasons. Well, Uther's no, it's, committed it's genocide. not. It's, yes. Uh... <laughs> This could just be a sorcerer doing things. Um, but also, Gaius is like, hey, I gotta go prove this isn't science first, because if I go to Uther and go, hey, this is magic, and it's not magic, I'm in trouble. Um, so <laughs> It's so obviously magic. <laughs> like, sh- shocking, what happened to all of our food? Uh, who knows? Just... It's crazy. What could ever spread this fast? It couldn't be magic. I have to prove that this is magic, I guess. Anyways, like, time to okay. go investigate the soil. Maybe it's a soil <laughs> disease. Yes. Uh, soil disease all over the kingdom all at once overnight. Sure, that guys. Also, sure. only our kingdom. Let's, that let's also just go. only affects food plants, not like yes. regular plants. Not the trees or anything. <laughs> but yeah, and then uh, the next day, Gwen tries to pump some water out of the pump. And oh, no, it's sand. And now all the city's uh, wells and reservoirs have turned into sand. Not dried up, turned into sand. Um, yeah. Okay. And the guys is like, I, I guess magic. <laughs> I don't, and you're like, you're sure you're not going to try That feel mag- like there's a scientific explanation. <laughs> I don't, not a lot of things turn stuff into sand, I guess. Yeah. There's a weird bacteria drinking all the water and pooping out sand. Totally. That's <laughs> yes. what's happening, right, guys? <laughs> I call them germs. And Uther goes, that's crazy. It must be magic. <laughs> Germs are real, you madmen. Tiny little creatures. Unbelievable. At which point, Gaius attempts to, uh, like, convince Merlin, like, hey, go do magic, make this fixed. And Merlin's like, I'm fucking trying. Yeah. He walks in and Merlin's trying to turn the sand back into water, unsuccessfully. And Gaius is like, ah, shit, I was gonna say you need to use magic. Uther's convinced we're under attack, and now we're under, like, a curfew. uh, Because their grain reserves are running low. Um, I actually really like the way this episode is shot with it's a lot of 
like shaky cam like the camera's not on a tripod yeah it's interesting do but you it gives they, it do they have it, a different director for this episode i think this is a start of a new set of directors um because it is shot very differently from how it normally is yeah so this is yeah. stuart, uh, stuart uh, orm. Orm. yeah orm, who hasn't directed anything before so he directs yeah. the next this episode and the next one interesting but it gives it a weird documentary feel if this one feels like the most grounded out of the episodes yeah which is weird yes. to say when it's literally dealing with a magic curse but this one is like the most like it feels real well yeah because it's yeah. like hey people in power trying to deal with crises and then you see those crises affect the populace at large and it, it really just feels like hey in 1972 britain faced like a shortage of potatoes and you're like, oh, damn, I'm into this documentary. Uh, yeah, it I just know happens Merlin to be would, in medieval times. Merlin would never do it, but I want to see like a, the uh, like where community does parodies, like where they did the parody of the pillows and blankets, like documentary, but oh, in a yeah. Merlin episode. <laughs> I think this oh, is as man. close as we're gonna get. Yeah, it's a shame. It's... I'm <clears throat> speaking of that. I think we should do a off season of the podcast where we watch the Cape. Because I really want to watch <laughs> oh, the cape. <laughs> I want to talk okay. about how the many, cape. How many episodes of the cape are there? There's like 13 episodes in one season or something. 10 Only... episodes, oh, okay. one of which aired online. Oh, yeah. One of them didn't even air on NBC. That's, oh, um, no. that's beautiful. That's... Listen, we got to do the cape. It's... All right, David. I will give you the cape. Like, we can we, we could do the cape. Especially because my favorite thing I learned recently is the cape isn't magical. It's just a cape. He just uh, learns how to fight with a cape. Vincent Vince Faraday slash the cape, a former soldier and an honest cop who is presumed both dead and a murderer by the residents of Palm City. <laughs> he is constantly trying to prove that Peter Fleming is chess and becomes the cape to help fight crime and corruption throughout the city. What the fuck does that mean? Who is chess? <laughs> sorry, is chess sorry, the villain's sorry. name? Sorry, is his, also, is his name, like, I'm assuming it's Vincent, but, like, a comma, or, like, brackets Vince, like, everyone calls him yeah, Vince. Yeah, Vince is His name. middle name is Vince, right? <laughs> it would be so Vince much better Vince. if it was Vincent Vince. Because <laughs> I was hey, like, wait a second. No, that no, would no, be a you comic book a name. name. If they were going for a full comic book character, that would 100% be a comic book character name in, like, the 90s. Oh, Summer Glau is in this? Oh, no. Oh. You got dragged into this. Okay, that's, yeah, that's no, I'm I'm immediately down. <laughs> oh God, it's 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 gonna be great. It'll be it'll be a good refresher. When when we start getting sick of Merlin, we'll uh, finish the season and we'll go. <laughs> we'll saying. go do the. That's cape. what we needed when we were sick of Fringe. <laughs> some yes. some real trash to watch. Proficient in boxing, wrestling, hypnosis, escapology, tightrope walking, stage illusions, and in some acrobatics. Which help him duplicate the extraordinary powers of his comic namesake. He takes the identity of a comic book character. Yeah, and he learns how to fight with a cape. All right. Well, we have something to watch later. Look, look forward <laughs> to that, audience. You'll uh, if you're big fans of the cape, we'll uh, we've got a treat for you someday in the future. Someday. Somewhere. All right. Anyway, back, back to Merlin. Merlin. Where back are to Merlin. we in Merlin? Um, um, 
curfew is curfew is in place, and Arthur has oh. spotted spotted Anyone caught Berlin. looting is going to be executed. Yes. Um, we also have this kind of B plot, uh, like kind of B plot of uh, Arthur's an rat. especially big dick today, and uh, throughout this entire episode, like he's very easily agitated. Um, throughout most of the episode, kind of reading that as he knows the curse is real and it's his fault, he just doesn't want to admit it yet. So he's kind of being harsher to Merlin than usual, and like there's a rat in his room, and ignoring the fact like. People are starving and stuff for the first little bit. He's like, fucking fix my boot it, shoot a hole in it, and find that rat and kill it. And he's just kind of snapping at everyone. They actually did a really good job of making people look very, like, hungry, thirsty, and tired in this episode. Well, what's interesting to me is that it seems like the curse starts very small with the rat stuff. And then he also, like, because the first scene after we get, like, way back when um, is... When we, he mentions the rats, he also mentions that his horse lost a shoe and like to reshoe his yeah. horse and stuff. Oh, so like yeah. the curse seems to start small, and then immediately all of the grain is gone. Yeah, <laughs> immediately <laughs> ramps up. This is this this curse goes from like minor inconvenience from, like, to rats shitting in, shitting near your bed. Your horse loses a shoe. Famine in the entire country. <laughs> Which you is know, kind regular, of ridiculous. It's like it's like the plagues of Egypt. <laughs> Blood raining from the sky, locusts, all the firstborn sons are killed. You're like, well, hold on, hold on, back up, back up, back up. What was that last that last one? Uh, yeah, um, he's not yeah, having a good time. No, um, but uh, Merlin is out is out late after curfew, and Arthur spots him and is like, "Get the fuck inside! What are you doing out here?" And I was like, "Oops, sorry." Um, but before Merlin can make his way back home, they spot a weird figure in the shadows uh, and go chasing after him. One that Merlin saw briefly in the forest after the unicorn was killed, but no one else saw. Ooh, Ooh. spooky! But they there's, uh they run down into the staff crypts. and a cloak. <laughs> Run down into the crypts and eventually find, yes, man with staff and cloak. Definitely not sorcerer. Definitely couldn't have magic when he's dressed like this. You, if you were a sorcerer hiding in the woods, wouldn't you at least try to dress normally? <laughs> like, Hell no. I'd be as grandiose as shit. I could teleport. Like, when, what magic, are you going to do to me? You can teleport like twice have... a day. <laughs> This man apparently can teleport like 89 times a day. He's using all his he, spell slots in teleportation. <laughs> or is they all just magic illusions? is teleportation magic. Oh yeah, it could be illusions. Really seems more like illusions. He's actually hiding behind a tree the entire time. <laughs> casting, <laughs> casting an illusion and hoping they don't look towards him. It's actually all practical effects. It's elaborate mirror and light tricks that take like 20 Ooh. minutes to set up. That's oh, why speaking, he had to lure them to this specific spot. Speaking about practical effects, did you watch the last episode of The Boys? Yes. There's no spoilers for Nick. Uh, I don't know if Nick's even seen The Boys, but there is a moment uh, where Starlight is like flying. In, oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And At it looks end. so bad. Like the one wide yeah. shot of it, because like she is clearly on a wire and it looks like trash. Whenever. Yeah. They do like Homelander slowly flying to the ground. It looks like such obvious wire work. 
Sometimes it looks really good, though. Like, sometimes the flying no. looks really cool, and then sometimes it looks like this is clearly on a wire. It's, <laughs> it's, it's the rate that he's falling down versus the rate that his, his cape is <clears throat> fluttering in the wind. Something about that is just like, yeah. mm, he's going too slowly for the cape to be, like, up near his ears. This looks like my friend getting belayed down while rock climbing. <laughs> like, yeah. This doesn't look like someone flying. This this man does not look comfortable being lowered to the ground from this height on some wires. <laughs> why does he? Why is he hunched over trying to keep his center of gravity as low as possible? It's like he's trying to remember his balance training for this harness. But yeah, anyways. Uh... And Hara greets them. He's the keeper of the unicorns and is like, oh, you've been cursed, my guy, because you killed a unicorn. And... But also, I can't undo this curse. Only you can. Yeah. And and Arthur... like, undo the curse or I'll kill you. And he's like, listen, what do you, he- what do you not understand about the unicorn curse to you? <laughs> like, yeah, this is what I He's like, I didn't place the curse. You did this to you by killing a unicorn. And Arthur's like, undo the curse you placed on me. And he's like, guy, come on. Listen, listen, listen I may, to what I, I am speak, saying. I may speak for the unicorns, but I can't undo their magic. That, that is their magic, <laughs> not mine. Anyhow, you'll be tested three times. Fuck up and Camelot will die forever. Seems kind of harsh, but okay. Like, what if a peasant killed a unicorn? Would the same thing happen? No, I've, it's got to no. be proportional. Like, it's got to be the curse was cursing. Like, that's what I think happened was, like, the curse was, like, here's some rat droppings. Oh, your horse lost a shoe. Wait, you're the fucking prince? All right, famine. <laughs> I guess you could say, like, got to make sure this king is, like, worthy of ruling all these people. Well, also, it's got to be, like... So that the, the unicorns is... aren't killed every other day? Well, also, the curse has really got to, like, bother him. Because I don't think those small things are going to bother him because he's got servants to clean up that stuff, right? <laughs> like, for a commoner, that shit would suck. Well, so I think I think the point is for the curse to be ruinous towards yourself and everything that you own. Um, and since Arthur is crown prince of a kingdom, it is ruinous towards himself and his kingdom which he owns. Yeah. Uh, so Does he if this it? was just like a random commoner, uh, their house might catch on fire and they lose all their possessions. And, you know, maybe their wife dies in the fire. Um, That's but the, the kingdom doesn't explode. Um, he just loses, you just lose everything. But yeah, uh, Arthur completely dismisses the idea that the curse is real and is just some sorcerer. And I love, he's like, we had him cornered. So he panicked and made up the story. And Merlin's like, the man can teleport and vanish into thin air. We didn't have him cornered for anything, you moron. <laughs> I'm supposed unless, to be the dumb one. Unless you're unless you're cool with me displaying my magical abilities so I can like make this person stay here. Um yeah, no, that man was not cornered at all. Yeah. Uh but hey, they continue on with the curfew and uh Arthur and Merlin are staking out at the grain supply and oh no, look, they find a uh, a peasant who is trying to steal some grain. But um, instead of executing him on the spot, as he should have, uh, Arthur <laughs> believes the sob story about, oh, my two kids are starving, and he lets the peasant go with the grain. And the peasant ominously says, oh, you've proven yourself to be wise and kind, almost as if you've passed some kind of test. You'll be rewarded for this. And, and water comes. Hey, look at that. Water's back. And Arthur still refuses to believe that there is a curse. <laughs> 
I mean, why would he? Well, no. Well, no. Arthur believes that there's a curse, but Arthur doesn't believe... Arthur still believes that that sorcerer is the one who put the curse on him. Oh, yeah. And the, there's no... The tests aren't real. Yeah, there's the no such real. thing as unicorn curses. Just evil wizard curses. <laughs> exactly. Magical creatures can't do it. Only magical human-like creatures can put curses on things. <laughs> Are there secretly a human supremacist? <laughs> it, uh, apparently. I mean, that's the question, isn't it? Are sorcerers magical creatures? No, they're humans who do no magic. Oh, okay. So you're saying magic is a choice. It's not in the blood. <laughs> well, I mean, as shown in Merlin, it's not a choice. It's just who they are. Listen, we've we've already determined that magic does in fact equal the gay in this show. Wait, Therefore, I, I I I think we could refer to some uh, famous fantasy writers' Twitter uh, for oh guidance on how to continue <laughs> on the subject. Nope, nope, nope. Oh, weird. That's I can't I can't seem to find it. Oh, that's right. I blocked them as soon as possible, so I never had to see their shit. Well done. <sighs> Fuck you, turf. <laughs> Yep, just fuck you, turf. That's yep. That is that is in fact all that needs to be said. Uh, they that go back to correct. the uh, they back go back to the forest to try and get to Anhara to, or sorry, Anhora, uh, to like talk about this entire curse business because Arthur seems to kind of be he kind of he's taking the entire curse thing very hard. He very obviously cares about the the people of Camelot. And seems to be very distraught at the fact that he caused all this. Like, he's like, you don't really think I caused the curse. And Merlin's like, not deliberately, but you kind of are the reason for the curse. You see that unicorn horn that you guys are, like, displaying in the Great Hall and being really, like, you know, gung-ho about having? Yeah, that's kind of kind of the reason. We warned you, but whatever. Uh <laughs> I think definitely the displaying of the unicorn horn probably made the curse worse as well, right? Like <laughs> they're like rat droppings and horses. It's in the great hall, motherfucker. Famine they've on already, your people. They've already told. They've already told all the other kingdoms around them that they slayed a unicorn. God fucking damn it! Like, do you think like that happened? And Uther was just like, send envoys. They need to come here to see the unicorn horn. <laughs> Check out this sweet unicorn horn I got. You know, you know what you guys can't do? Catch fucking unicorns. Look at my son. He's going to go take over your kingdom after I die, bitch. He's already starting the Peasants' Rebellion. I mean, what? <laughs> uh, but they go to the forest. Uh, Arthur sees Anhara. An Anhora. I keep calling him Anhara, and I don't know why. I think that's a character from something else. Probably. Um, Are you thinking of Uhura from Star Trek? No. No, I, it might be like Anghara. Okay. Uh, Are you thinking about Ong from The Last Airbender? Oh, no. I'm thinking <laughs> I'm thinking of Onghara, uh, which is the name of a character in Mad Max Fury Road. Oh. That's okay. why it's tripping me up. Uh, he sees the old man in the woods, chases after him. He and Merlin, uh, Merlin can't follow him. He goes a different way. Uh, but hey, it's that thief again, or the peasant who was trying to steal grain. It turns out he is a thief, and he has all these apples and rabbits and shit, and he taunts Arthur so much that Arthur's like, well, you've insulted my pride. I now have to kill you. And, oh, wow, shocker. Dude wasn't real. It was just the sorcerer doing another test. And he's like, why would you kill a man for insulting your pride? You failed the test and Camelot will die now. <laughs> also, also, weird thing for you to be doing the test when you said the unicorns. Like, you couldn't affect the unicorn curse? <laughs> like, 
Listen, he speaks for the unicorns. Sometimes the unicorns do do shit through him. So he proctors the test for the unicorns? Sounds like you can remove the curse, my dude. You could have just made the very easy tests. Yeah, sounds like you want all these people to die. I also and- like how Arthur very much could have said, instead of like, you know, he insulted my pride, Arthur could have just went, He'd stolen a bunch of food from my kingdom. Yeah, he stole I a bunch of food from the I need to return that. I need to return that to my people. I mean, but that also <laughs> clearly was not the reason that he attacked, he attacked yeah. him. Yeah. I-, I will at least give Arthur honesty points. Uh, <laughs> Of like, yeah, no, he insulted yeah. my pride. When, when we yeah. get to the moral of this episode, I have questions. Oh yeah, no, hundred uh, percent. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but hey, the the punishment is back, and now the food rations have all rotted away. Uh, but Arthur's like, we're distributing what level food left we have in the royal pantry to the people, and Uther's like, uh, you got to stop so we can feed the army because as soon as our enemies hear that we're starving, they're going to attack us. And Arthur's like, as soon as- or maybe we ask them for food and they give it to us. <laughs> maybe maybe we show them the cool-ass unicorn horn and then ask them for food. And Uther's like, no, no, no. We're showing them the unicorn horn and we're giving each of them a feast. What if that we is what sell we're doing. the unicorn horn? <laughs> <laughs> maybe the curse will go to them then. It's genius. But yeah, um, they have this uh, very on-point conversation about, oh, you'll let your pride be the downfall of the kingdom kind of thing and Arthur's like that's exactly what you're doing right now like swallow your pride ask for help and Uther's like no your pride is everything we don't have a kingdom if you don't have your pride and Arthur's like you're gonna have to give the order to starve the people because I refuse to do it um and so you get this very like this is a hell of an episode for uh, Arthur and the actor does a really good job in portraying just kind of like the crushing reality of I am the reason that my kingdom's gonna die. <laughs> um, yeah. So they go back. Um, Arthur's just basically like lost in himself. Like I'm the reason these people don't know they're gonna starve extra hard soon. Um, and so Merlin goes back to the forest and begs and Hora for a chance, a final chance for Arthur um, to pass the test again. And and Hora goes, go to the labyrinth of Gedreth, which apparently everyone knows where that is. Which is a huge fuck-off fuck hedge maze. It's apparently like a th- hour ride away from Camelot. What the fuck? Fucking yeah. sweet-ass hedge maze. Someone like, get dude. me a map of Camelot. <laughs> Please. <laughs> There's going to be those cool caves to the one side, like a fucking massive-ass hedge maze that no one... Like, the shot of like, it, it just goes off into the distance. Like, what do you want? It's so, just never been mentioned. So, so, so also, well, I'm pretty sure the reason why no one's ever mentioned it, there's no way that that hedge maze isn't magic, right? And it's just been like, I can't, I can't why hasn't destroy it been this like it's a relic. Yet? It, it's probably some sort of relic, or it's like considered like a like testing place for people. No, it's a, it's a natural a no history magic, monument. There is a no magic allowed in Camelot rule. Why it's, is this huge fuck up clearly magic hedge maze allowed? Except for the labyrinth of Gedra. <laughs> Oh, the but, labyrinth's cool. Uther um, gained all his powers by going through it, right? Because Arthur doesn't even pack a bag; he's just on a yeah. horse by himself. We also get the fantastic scene of Merlin finally catches the rat that's been eating Arthur's boots and then makes him a nice stew 
And two things out of this scene. Uh, one, it's fantastic and funny, and I like it. Uh, two, Arthur knows Rat by taste and texture. How does Arthur He's... know what Rat tastes like by well, taste and texture? he knows that it's not... Well, it's less that he knows what rat tastes like, and he knows what actual meat's supposed to taste like. And he's and like, this is, not... this is not pork. We have no other meat. This is the fucking rat, isn't it? It's less, like, this, this is rat. This is, this is, this is, this is like... wait. Well, he also knows probably what gamey meat tastes like, because, you know, he's had, like, Hunting. he's hunted. Yeah. So could have he's been like, yeah, this, like is, a groundhog. this is pretty fucking... <laughs> I know, but it's also like he told Merlin to catch that rat, like, yeah. and he knows and Merlin's a also a rat dick. Is, the rat is gone. <laughs> like, it doesn't take a genius to draw those dots yeah. together. <laughs> I do love he's just like, this is the rat, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm being so rude. Come, Merlin, take a seat. Eat some rat stew. And then Morgana comes in and is like, do you guys have any food? <laughs> and Arthur is about to send her away when he's like, hmm. Actually. Actually. <laughs> Oh, man. But yeah, so Arthur sets out for the labyrinth, and Merlin stealthily follows behind, despite being told by Arthur to stay behind, and by Anhora that the test is for Arthur alone. But yeah, whatever. but Merlin's Merlin, gonna go. Merlin doesn't. doesn't listen, really they listen are to two sides of the same coin. Is it, really go, is it really two people, or is it just one person? As with all, like, long-standing relationships, they eventually merge into one person. Yeah, they're just Merther. They're just one big <laughs> Merther blob. Merther. 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 Ah, you stupid stinking Merther. <laughs> no, stop making it into a slur. It's not ah, cool. Yeah. My I... pappy told me to never trust a Merther. <laughs> I hate those filthy Merthers. Them Merthers killed my grandma. She was so in the tub reading against... she had a heart attack is... because of you Merthers. Is this... Is, is this a slur against the British? Like, I'm trying to figure out... <laughs> No, it's a slur against Merthyr and Arthur when they're having sex, specifically. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> Anyone who truly believes in this pairing, unironically, is a Merthyr. <laughs> it sounds like it, so, it sounds like it'd be a weird birth certificate thing because it has the same tone as Merthyr. <laughs> well, well, no, we're well, demanding. Well, I can't believe no. that Merthyr became president. Well, Merth, Merth is a word, is the thing, right? Yeah. I guess. Oh, like he's the, a lover so, of good moods. He's a Merthyr. Yes. I like the idea of demanding uh, Merlin's birth certificate because he wasn't born in Camelot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, watch that become a plot point in like later seasons. Is he oh, was... all true-born people of Camelot are now higher ranked than those who were born outside. He of was Camelot. born in another country. Like, yeah, he's a filthy immigrant. We got He's taking a job listen. away from a Camelot citizen. <laughs> Listen, listen. There's a reason why Arthur. Well, there's a reason why Merlin went back to protect his village and to start the peasant rebellion there for them to join Camelot. It's because he knows that as soon as they're part of Camelot, he is part of Camelot. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, go. Merlin came to this country illegally and stole a job from a hardworking peasant. Like, they're not sending their best. Oh my god! <laughs> oh no! They're oh sending their god. sorcerers and their wizards. Well, they're sending their sorcerers. Yeah, they're sending the fucking magical folks. Oh no! We need to build a wall, and the mages will pay for it. Oh no! They already have that. Now the mages will build maze. it. <laughs> they can afford it. 
Anyways, yeah, giant fuck, fuck off hedge maze. They're investigating it. No and one's then, following the right hand rule. Which... Yeah, Arthur's exploring, and then Merlin runs into a uh, unicorn mage guy, and Demora. Merlin's like, "Hey, you said this was a test, and you were gonna do like a fair test, and here I see you laying a trap." And the wizard's just like, "Yeah, not for Arthur though." And then magics Merlin. <laughs> And totally not CG vines creep up and restrain Merlin, which is also like <laughs> fair. Like I'm, yeah. I'm with Unicorn Dude for this point. Also, like Merlin, you're so fucking predictable. Like, we do you think you there was kill. supposed to? Do you think there was supposed to be another test? And then Guy sees Merlin come into the maze and goes, "All right, I guess we're doing test B." All right, uh, no, Princess Bride test. Let's do it. I yep. think. I think. Uh, uh, unicorn guy has like the ability because they talk about like you have to be pure of heart and like he can see what's in your heart kind of thing so I think he could do a little bit of like soul reading mind reading so if he, he could knows see what's in his heart then he should know Merlin's or, like they're already pure of heart why do you need the tests I think it's also because... supposed to make the person realize it I don't think Arthur realizes he's pure of heart at the end of this <laughs> Well, no, the, the real reason is is because he has to prove these tests so that the unicorn can come back. Once again, a, a Which great is insane. It absolutely <laughs> unicorn insane. horn hack. That's exactly what I was thinking. So you kill that unicorn again, right? You prove it, you're pure of heart. So you just get Arthur to murder that unicorn forever, right? I think at the, at the second killing, they go, okay, maybe he's not pure of heart. <laughs> Maybe he's just found a hack. Like, yeah. maybe we shouldn't. But no, aren't you pure of heart? Because you know the unicorn's going to come back to life. Like. Yeah. There's sh- Anyhow. I, um, infinite Arthur... unicorn meat for the peasantry. Is that not pure of heart? Feeding your peasants unicorn Exactly. Meat? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Knowing the unicorn's going to come back. <laughs> if so, you do so, it painlessly. So, so question. Unicorn meat here. Um. You 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 saw off the you saw off the horn and you just tell your peasants that you've got them horse meat, right? Yeah. No, you tell them it's unicorn meat, so they love you. You're not just eating sure. any horse; you're eating a fucking unicorn. I bet unicorn meat's delicious. Now die for me in battle with our enemies. <laughs> our lord gives us infinite unicorn meat. We must protect him. We are well fed and strong. We can conquer any army. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, no, no, no. Uther, Uther killed all the dragons, but Arthur figured out the infinite unicorn horn technique. <laughs> it's just a bunch of peasants with spears made of unicorn horns. Oh my god, that would be awesome. I want a unicorn army now. Oh, and that's not like, it's not an army of unicorns. It's no, an army of people army decked out in unicorn attire. They're wearing From unicorn. one unicorn. unicorn you, you, you capture the one unicorn. I call unicorn them my leather bronies. armor with unicorn horns. Like, you probably only need one unicorn per person to outfit them with armor and weaponry, right? Yeah, well, because, like, you have an instant helmet once you, like, hollow out the head a little bit. Like, you have I mean, battle dress that way. you can use way. their bones as the spear shaft as well. Like, you gotta imagine their bones are magic, too, right? Like, yeah, you gotta imagine the entire thing is magic. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, we Arthur have, gets to the We have created the most cursed peasants ever. <laughs> no, 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 well, I mean, oh, technically, man. yeah, because they're eating unicorns, but one also sec, the most blood. One sec, let me write down this amazing new D&D encounter you have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Is this is this with a unicorn or is this with a unicorn army? The unicorn army, of course. Of, of course, it's going to be a unicorn army. This is 
have to choose if you want to align with this army or not. Yes, a hundred percent. Yes, it's like we're pure of heart. We're pure of heart because we kill the unicorn and then we do two cool tests and then we're cool again and we can kill it again. We're pure of heart because we're killing the unicorn for the right reasons. (laughs) We're pure of heart because our detect good and evil keeps telling us we're good. Under no circumstances can Sharptooth kill this unicorn. <laughs> that pass will not check. Um, anyhow, Arthur Anyways. gets to the end of the labyrinth, and hey, look, it's that scene from Princess Bride with the poisoned goblets, maybe. Uh, except both goblets, the contents of both goblets must be drunk, but a person may only drink from one goblet. One contains a poison, one is a harmless liquid. Go. And so Merlin's immediately like, cool, I will... I will drink and die, uh, if given the chance. And immediately I was like, pour one into the other and drink the one. Done. Solved. And they take about five minutes to get there, but Merlin actually gets there, which is surprising. Hey. He he gets to do some thinking this episode. Um, they definitely dumbed Merlin down throughout the season, but he's yeah. still supposed to be very intelligent. Yeah. He is, in um, fact, still supposed to be, you know, Merlin. <laughs> But then, but then he does become Merlin again and um, gets distracted by the, hey, look, a baby wolf. And Arthur dunks the contents of the other goblet into one and then chugs it down, ready to die for his people. Um, Merlin freaks out and is like, no, I loved you. You have to come back to me. And Anhora's <laughs> like, hey, chill, dude. It was a sleeping draft. It was just a test. <laughs> He'll be fine. Whoa, didn't listen, see this listen. coming. Listen, I only roofied him. It's all okay. This is only the second time that we've seen <laughs> on is, screen this Arthur is a normal get roofied. Day for Arthur. <laughs> and I was how, like, how damn, I, I didn't know you were a fucking murther. How did I know he was pure of heart? I was able to roofie him and he never suspected a thing. <laughs> he left his cup alone, unattended. What kind of fool does that if not the pure of heart? Horrible, horrible lessons were learned today. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, uh, the curse is undone. Um, everything is back to normal. Caius is carrying a fucking massive zucchini. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's not for eating. Yeah, <laughs> I like how they're like, look, all the food grew back immediately, instantly. It's like, hmm, I feel like Uther should have a problem with this in the anti-magic camp. <laughs> like... He should set fire to all the crops of the kingdom. <laughs> Um, By people will learn famine. We we also skipped over some fun scenes, uh, like Gaius's only real scenes in the episode of him and Merlin kind of scrounging for food. And it's like, oh, where'd you get the water for the tea? And it's like, oh, you forgot to drain your bath yesterday. Um, and I guess bath water. I guess it was only supposed to be like quote unquote drinkable water gets turned to sand. Um, so yeah, Merlin's bath water for tea, and then they eat beetles later for food. Um, but yeah, those were fun scenes. Um, yeah. but yeah, uh, Arthur and Merlin go to bury the unicorn horn in the forest where they killed the unicorn. And, uh, we get a nice voiceover as we see the unicorn again, the exact same shot of the unicorn. Cause they didn't want to glue that horn to the horse's head again. And it's like, Oh, when those who kill a unicorn prove themselves, the unicorn lives again. It was just like, okay. Hashtag infinite unicorn meat. <laughs> As we discussed, rife for exploitation. 
Like, yeah. The pure of heart people would never exploit this trick. I, again, true. If it was to help the public, though, isn't that still pure of heart? David, I, I look have forward. To say yes. I look forward to these commoners. The the explanation that these commoners give as we look <laughs> at the most cursed people in existence. Like, I hope every time that they kill the unicorn, while they do bring it back, they just get twisted just a little bit. They still oh, think yeah, they're no. normal, but they're like omega cursed. Th this should have a very debilitating effect on them. A hundred percent. What the curse is is they're slowly turning into unicorns. They're going to be where unicorns. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> like is what's happening. But yeah, that's the end oh. of the episode. And also the last time we will ever see a unicorn. Hopefully. No, seriously, the trivia for this episode is this episode is notable for the only episode that features a unicorn. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so then. stupid. The uh, last time we see a unicorn. Oh, my God. Um... <laughs> I think also the last time we ever see Anahora. <laughs> of course. Makes perfect sense. Listen, he is the keeper of the unicorns. The unicorns have decided to move to a different land. Also, it's fine. Um, Evan is listed as dead. <laughs> Even though I'm pretty sure Evan, he, he was really the peasant existed. who was stealing the grain, is just an illusion conjured by Anahora. Yeah, I don't think Evan nah, was a dead. real person. <laughs> oh. But yeah, no, he's uh <laughs> he's listed as dead. I really enjoy that the magic for this episode is the curse of the unicorn, which is fair, and then the sleeping draft, which is obviously magic and not just proofies. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> Where is is Gedref it's, a it's different It's just country? Rohypnol. It's like, yeah, sleeping grot. <laughs> They've just figured out how to make Rohypnol. <laughs> it, it, comes, it comes from the unicorns. Oh, no. Obviously. So Gedref is a, is a different territory, um, but is under dispute between Camelot and a different country named okay, Nameth. But how did he get so close? How did he get there so quickly? Uh, there's actually just teleportation circles everywhere, David. Like, I wouldn't be sure talked at the hypocrisy with the magic use. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? No. All right. Um, episode ratings. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for uh, a fun mythological fact, I guess. Fun mythological fact, unicorns are weird creeps, and I don't like them. <laughs> are you glad that creeps. this will be the only time we they're, see unicorns yes. in this, David? They're weird creeps who only approach female virgins in the lore, and that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird and kind of not cool. Uh, uh, well, David. Yeah, David, you start. Uh, episode rating. I actually really like this episode. This was a nice change from previous episodes where, like, sure, there's a big crisis, but it does feel much more character-focused. And it's just sort of about Arthur, and it's not just like, ooh, big action, blah, 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 which I think Merlin does kind of poorly <laughs> overall. Yes. Um. So 
I'm going to give this one like a 3.5. All right. Yeah. Nick, very fair. Uh, I'm going to, I'm actually going to raise it up even a little bit further. You know, thoroughly enjoyed this episode. It was just a very fun episode. Um, Felt real was like fairly well done, decent consequences. And like the pacing wasn't too weird. Um, Like it was actually paced reasonably well for the episode. Um, And that we got like, a good amount of like consequences in but also had a good amount of like hey look here's a test here's a test here's a test we got to see giant fuck off hedge maze which also god i i want to do a giant fuck off hedge maze so badly <laughs> like i know that they don't exist but i want to do one so goddamn badly they, they look like so much fun they just like want to no, no no but no, like he wants giant like, he wants the giant fuck off hedge maze like <laughs> like i want i want to have to be camping in it like I want, I want it to take like two to three days. <laughs> like a uh, fourth episode of the turf series, or like fourth book oh, of the turf yeah, series, yeah. hedge maze, right? Like, like, like I, I want, I want giant, I want giant fuck off hedge maze that like I gotta camp in. Like, like uh, I, there's, there's no way that I'm not in the middle of it, and I hate that I've done this to myself. But also, God, it would be so. There's fucking no cool. way there isn't a panic moment where you're like in day there's, two. There's a hundred percent a like, panic fuck. moment. Or I'm almost out of food. Like, I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't pack enough food. Oh, this is bad. This was uh, a mistake. If, if we go to um, uh, Wiltshire in England, there is a hedge maze that covers 1.48 acres and 1.7 miles of pathway. It is the that longest, is... but not the largest hedge maze in the world. See, that's pretty good, but I want a hedge maze that's like probably fifty times that size. Like, yeah, you want you want like a, a hundred acre hedge I want, maze. I want I want like an impossibly large hedge maze, which like <laughs> will never exist, and it's fine. Not with that li- attitude. Well, I mean, you could make it exist. Nick is literally saying the word impossibly. Like, <laughs> like if you become like a rich, I don't know, like. Uh, multi-billionaire. If, if I, like if, Elon I, if, Musk I achieve, if I achieve if I achieve Bezos levels of money, like sure, we'll buy we'll buy a large swath of the Canadian wilderness and turn it into a giant fuck off hedge maze. It'll take years to make. The maintenance required for that would be insane. <laughs> you imagine your job like uh, you'd have to hire like ten people, like ten to fifteen people full time, just to like take care of this giant fuck off hedge maze as well. Like oh, it'd be it'd be great. But anyways, four. Um, that's that's what I was trying to get to. Um, I fucking love giant fuck off hedge mazes, even though even though they mean nothing. It's, it's just ah. Uh. Uh, um, I am also gonna give it a four. Uh, like I said before, I like the documentary esque style. Uh, the the directing went through for parts of the episode whenever they're dealing like a lot of desaturated colors too when like Uther and Arthur are talking like they really pull the color out of the scene it gives it a nice depressing kind of grounded real effect um for the first time the stakes have felt very like important cuz before it was just someone's trying to kill Arthur and or Uther but now it's hey innocent peasants are going to die and that kind of well there was there was the Avank that one time yeah that's true that was so uh, long ago, though. Yeah. Like, this This felt like the first time, like, this is an actual, like, real catastrophe that has to be solved or else more than just, like, Uther dying is going to happen. Uh, and, like, do you really care if Uther dies? Not really. 
we literally um, know that Arthur is going to be king. Uther has to die for that to happen. Yeah. Like, so the stakes felt more real this episode. Um, really good character development for Arthur because we get to see, hey, he really cares about his people. Like, he takes his role seriously, but he still does have some growth to do. Like, he's still kind of trying to get over, I am a prince, I am important. Uh, letting kind of no people go first, country goes first kind of thing. Yeah. Fun episode. Best episode in a long time, actually. Um, yeah. Ratings kind of agree with this. Uh, we're on a pretty good streak for IMDb ratings. This got an 8.2. Uh, nice. But viewership did go down from 7.03 million to 6.71. But I think that's, that's just testing pretty good. time slot juggling and other stuff was probably going on. When did this episode come out? Uh, this was... 30th of November, so not much. Yeah. Yeah. Where but is that episode. observer, David? Uh, the observer is in the poison cup. <laughs> just having, a, oh, having no. a swim. Yeah, just hanging out, <laughs> peeking his head over that rim of that cup, just hanging out. Uh, what, a, your, what a great place. Your kill count for this episode is Merlin killed a rat and Arthur killed a unicorn. <laughs> what an amazing metric to have kill count <laughs> i will be reading this out for the rest of the series because this goes all the way up to season five. Oh my god so that's that's amazing um i look forward to we have a big like when we have like a large kill count one it's like kill streak activated <laughs> <laughs> david has to edit in some cod audio kill tacular that's halo <laughs> <laughs> Nick doesn't know the that? difference. <laughs> I don't. Kill him in jar. <laughs> on that note, I think that takes us to the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 unless <laughs> unless we're gonna just start speaking Halo kill streaks into existence um, for the next twenty minutes, uh, I'll take us to the outro. And I don't think our audience needs to listen to nope. that because hopefully audience, they've actually. Are you ready for a very cursed outro done by Nick? <laughs> oh yes. Oh no. David, why would you? Why would you say it I aloud? Now it's going to be it. even worse. So now it's going to be, be worse. worse. It's going to be even worse now. Hey, um, go, 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 go. <laughs> David, what have you done? Go. Just hey, go, go. Leave. Get out of here. You don't need to hear this. Go like us on, on wherever you're listening to us. Fucking pod beans are home. I don't know. Fuck you, David. Twitter, Forsaf, F-O-U-R-S-A-F. That's where we're at. And email, fucking Forsaf, F-O-U-R-S-A-F at gmail.com. Go find those places. Hey, go tell David to fuck off and stop making it so my outros are even worse. Outro. Our intro and outro music is The Butterfly, Kid on the Mountain by Slunch. I, uh, I really tried on that pronunciation. I don't think it's correct, but that's what YouTube tells me.